expectations for continued success, it can feel like everlasting exertion, which if we don't want to do the work, if we're like afraid of what the work would entail forever, we may not want to be successful to have to keep doing that level of work. So that is why it's so, so important that when you choose a plan for weight loss, if you don't feel aligned and good with the actions you're taking to get the results, it's going to be very, very hard for you to hold those results. I am so glad you are here. Welcome to the Real and Uplifted podcast with Dorothy. I'm your host, walking you through all things real and unfiltered about being a woman, a mom, a wife, a business owner, reaching your fitness and health goals, whether it is losing weight, gaining muscle, or just feeling your healthiest and best in your body, as well as everything in between here to inspire you to make life just a little easier so you can live your dreams and feel uplifted one episode at a time. So let's get started. All right. I am so glad to have you here today. I am talking about the five common fears that keep us stuck and what to do about them. And so many of these come up when I am talking to women about losing weight, about transforming their body, but these can truly come up with anything in life. And one of the things I hope to bring to you on this podcast are things to help you move through the highs and lows in life, through weight loss plateaus. And a lot of this is so much more than just your diet, your workouts, all of those pieces. And 100% these five fears in particular can keep us stuck. So let's dive into today's episode I'm just going to hop right into the very first one because I feel like this was so interesting and I had never really recognized this until it was like one week and two women like back to back told me such interesting things about what success and weight loss would mean for them. And I very clearly saw like the fear of success with actually reaching your goal can keep you from fully showing up as you want to. So one woman who I was speaking to said how no one says anything to them when they're overweight. They're able to just exist as they are. Not a lot of attention is drawn to them. But as soon as she's lost weight in the past, so many people would comment like, oh, you're losing weight. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, and it drew attention and it was attention that she didn't like. And it was also attention that made her feel like, oh my gosh, if they're noticing my weight now, if they're noticing me losing the weight now and the success, what are they going to think if I then fail again? They must also be noticing my weight if I regain weight. And it can feel like this stress and this pressure to maintain it, to keep doing what you did. And especially with weight loss and with some of the crazy diets out there that she had tried in the past that were shortly effective, but then she gained weight. The pressure to keep doing that, it can feel like too much. Like you're carrying a hundred pound sack of potatoes, like up a hill. And if you feel like you're going to have to keep carrying it forever, once you start, like how likely are you to start that trip up the hill with that huge sack of potatoes? No one's going to want to feel like they have to do that forever. So one, that fear of success, that fear of people are going to see me be successful. And then if they see me be successful, like what's going to happen if they also see me fail? This is going to be so much work to be successful that 
I don't know if I want to do this forever. And I think that is like such a real thing to look at. One, it comes down to your plan. Like you don't want a plan that feels like carrying a hundred pounds sack of potatoes up a hill. And two, oftentimes what people say to us, our interpretation of it isn't always helpful. We also maybe shouldn't comment about people's weight or progress. I've heard women feel really excited when people comment or notice. And I think if it's like a really close relationship, like your husband or your best friend, and you know it's something they're working on, it's more acceptable to like just comment on like, wow, you've been so committed. I can see all your hard work and your progress versus like it's your coworker who you sit next to. And, you know, maybe you don't comment even if they lost weight, unless you're also struggling and you're like, I could use some help. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Can you help guide me in the right direction? But you also always have the choice of how you take those comments in because often our perception is creating our reality and we might be perceiving like, oh, they're noticing that I'm losing weight and now they're probably just like waiting for me to fail, which we can be projecting our own fears. And if our friends or acquaintances, if they really are waiting for you to fail, we probably need better friends and acquaintances. But we need to look at like, is that really what's going on here with them saying that? Or am am I just creating this story? And is that story helpful? So that fear of success, that fear of more people noticing what you're doing, that fear of maybe not being so hidden anymore, if it feels safer to you know, not have people commenting on our bodies, which I can also understand if it feels like scary to succeed and then worry about failing, which I'm of course going to dive into. I think fear of failure is one of the biggest ones. And then that fear of success and that expectations for continued success, it can feel like everlasting exertion, which if we don't want to do the work, if we're like afraid of what the work would entail forever, We may not want to be successful to have to keep doing that level of work. So that is why it's so, so important that when you choose a plan for weight loss or building your business or whatever it is, if you don't feel aligned and good with the actions you're taking to get the results, fear of success or not, like it's going to be very, very hard for you to hold those results. So number two, let's dive in. Fear of judgment. And I touched upon this here. It sort of has to go with fear of success and people mentioning that to you, but also that fear of what will people think? Like, who is she to start a podcast? Who is she to XYZ? Or she's too thin. She's not ripped enough. The list could go on and on. Wow, she's changing her eating, but I'm barely seeing she doesn't look that much different to me. One, people are so much more worried about themselves than anyone else ultimately it's true. And you have to sort of ask yourself, like, what is greater? Is it greater my fear of being judged or my hope that I can inspire someone else to change their lives? My hope that I can change my life to a spot where I feel so happy and so aligned and so good about myself. But that fear of judgment, I was talking to a woman just the other week and she talked about going to an event And someone came up to her and was like, oh, where's your drink? Why don't you have a drink? Why aren't you drinking? And she felt judged in that moment. She felt like she had to get a drink. And so like she went and got a drink. And I was like, well, did you want to get a drink? Like, it's fine to get a drink if you want to have a drink. And she's like, I just felt like she wouldn't leave me alone 
until I got myself a drink. And then once I had just one drink in my hand, like she left me alone for the night. One, again, like, are these stories we're telling ourselves true? Am I projecting onto her that she wants me to join in? Or is it she just wants to make sure I'm helping myself, feeling at home? Like, is she really judging me if I don't do it? Or am I judging myself and feeling like I don't fit in if I don't do it? So a lot of these fears are projecting and not necessarily based in reality and the truth of what's happening. But an important thing to remind yourself is those who mind never truly matter to us. Again, if they're really judging you for choosing not to have a drink when you don't want one, odds are maybe better friends, better acquaintances, or just don't even worry about their opinions. And those who do matter, like they never mind when we're ourselves, when we're taking care of our health, when we're making decisions from what feels really good to you. So when it comes to judgment, if it is in you to start the business, to focus on changing your health and fitness goals, to move more, whatever you want to do, like good for you. There will be hundreds of people you've never met cheering you on. And if some of the people who know you aren't there for the journey, that's truly not your business. Like other people's opinions of us, they're just not our business. Like it's not helpful to know. They're either going to cheer you on and celebrate you or they're not and just keep doing you. Number three, fear of making the wrong decision. This is me. Like on my first date with my husband, we went out to see a movie. And when we were leaving, we had popcorn during the movie. And this sort of goes along with like, fear of judgment, fear of making the wrong decision. And I'm one of those people who like, I will always clean up my trash inside a movie theater. Like I'm just going to take it with me out and throw it in the trash can. But for some reason, I like questioned myself and I was like, should we leave it? Should we take it? We should take it. Should we leave it? Should we take it? And he's like, whatever you want to do is fine. So I'm like, okay, we're taking it. But you know, that fear of making the wrong decision, one, you can always change your mind. It's okay if you try something and it feels good for a season and then you want to change. Just follow your gut, follow your heart for what feels good. I love the saying like, you can't mess this up. We can be so worried sometimes that we're going to make the wrong decision. And I promise you, like, you're going to be okay. You can survive a lot. And you're allowed to change your mind. And if it feels good, if you feel the pull to do it, take the chance because we don't learn or grow by inaction. We learn and grow by action, by making a decision. Maybe we do it and it turns out amazing. Maybe we do it and we're like, that was not right for me. And then you're one step closer to knowing what is right for you. So Sometimes the fear of making the wrong decision can really leave us stuck. So just trust yourself, go for it. If it doesn't work out, like I said, the good news is you probably learned something and you just try again. So don't let the fear of it being the wrong decision, like keep you from getting started. If you feel the pull, the odds are, if you're wanting to say yes, if you're wanting to do something, do it. You can trust yourself. Number four is a big one. The fear of not being good enough. Like why me? And I think I've said this before on a previous podcast episode, but there is no amount 
that you can struggle or be unhappy to make anyone else around you happier. And sometimes we can see other people struggle and be like, well, you know, they're having such a hard time. Why should this get to be easy for me? Or we can have a deep feeling inside where we're always looking for something outside to tell us that we're good enough. And the fear of taking an action and failing feels like one more thing outside of us telling us we're not good enough. But when you do some inner work, when you know, like, I'm good enough, if I fail, if I succeed, I don't need the external to allow me to know, like, I'm good enough. It becomes easier to move through this fear of not being good enough. But it's more, it's not even this fear of not being good enough. It's this fear of one more thing showing us or something giving us proof that, you know, we weren't good enough to stick to the diet plan. We weren't good enough to exercise because maybe exercise feels really, really hard, which one, that's normal. If you're starting out, if you're doing something you haven't done in a long time or ever, you're not going to be good at it. When I first tried to go ice skating or which I actually did as a kid, but let's talk about going skiing as an adult. Yes, I had a lot of fear of not being good enough and it being sort of embarrassing at 36, 37 years old, however I was, of not being good enough and maybe looking foolish out there. And honestly, the first instructor I worked with and him being like, what are you doing with your arms? Like, that wasn't super helpful. But my desire to be able to ski with my kids was more important to me than the fear of not being good enough. And also, when you're doing something you have never done before, when you're trying to eat in a more sustainable way, when you're trying to exercise or change your habits, if it doesn't go well right away, if you feel like you're not good at it yet, like that's normal. When you're a beginner, you're not meant to be an advanced professional. So give yourself time to not be good at something and just, it doesn't mean anything about you, your worth, if you're good enough or not. And then finally, the biggest one, I think this is the one we all know, is that fear of failure. Experiencing like shame, frustration, being absent of a desired result, like sometimes yet again. Like if you've lost weight and then regained the weight, if you've tried to diet, but then given up week two, if this is your fourth year in a row making a resolution or a goal for losing 20 pounds and you're like, there can be such a deep fear of failure that you avoid all challenges and just never get started. Or you constantly allow yourself to be more guided by your excuses and you're like, oh, but I'm really busy. Oh, I have all these things for my kids that I'm doing. Oh, but I'm this. And you allow the excuses to sort of cover up as a reason so you don't have to face failure because you have these other excuses. So some keys here to overcome this one because this one is hard. We hate, we do not like how it feels to fail. We do not like feeling that shame, that frustration, like when it's something we want and we feel like a failure that hurts. That's a painful feeling. And your mind is going to want to keep you safe and to help you avoid that. So here are some tips to think about. One, you've got to find satisfaction in the pursuit. So 
Your happiness cannot just be tied to the end goal and whether or not you get it. You have to find some small wins along the way. You've got to find satisfaction in just doing the thing. And honestly, you also sort of have to rearrange your mindset. No failures ever final. It's only a failure if you never try. And failure is also normal. Like it's part of the experience. My son and his Lego robotics team, if you have followed me on social media, if you've heard this story, like, so they made it to the first year they did Lego robotics. They didn't even make it past the first competition. And there's a bunch of different scoring parts of Lego robotics. It's like a robot Lego. It's an invention. It's a presentation. It's how they design their robots. So there's like four different parts. And the first year they didn't even make it past the first competition. And this next year, they made it to regionals. They felt so good. They didn't just make it to regionals. They won grand champions. And there, like, they won an innovation award for their invention, but they didn't get to move on to the next level. And so disappointing. And some of the first words out of my son's mouth was like, I never want to try again. I never want to do this. Why even bother trying and You know, it was all of those feelings. And if you can allow yourself to be in those feelings, but not have them ultimately mean anything and just knowing like this sucks, like it's okay to feel those feelings and not right in the moment, but after we had a little bit of time, like to process like, okay, what did I enjoy about this journey? Like what pieces did I like about it that I do want to do again? And in life, it's not fun to watch your kids fail. But when you go all the way back to like babies learning to walk and they fall down, we're never like, nice try, kid, but you'll probably never walk because you, you know, you failed this one time. Like, that's not how it works. So I'm hoping that you can be easier on yourself when you're trying new things and recognize that fear of failure and do it anyway. Do it anyway because. The upside is so much bigger than the downside. So those five are a lot and they are all so, so real. Oftentimes it can take getting to a really bad place where we are more uncomfortable where we are than what failure would feel like to make us actually move. But then even once we're like moving and we're in motion towards our goals, towards where we want to be, those fears can still creep in. So what do we do? And I sort of touched upon each one of these fears and some ways to overcome them on the way, but I want to give you some more general tools that you can use. So one, anticipate it. Hopefully just listening to this episode made you see some of the ways these fears may have held you back in the past. Maybe they have kept you from getting started. Maybe you've overcome them a little and you've started, but as soon as that scale spiked, as soon as you had a weekend where you felt like you failed and you fell off track, you like just quit. You've got to mentally prepare that these big and small failures are going to happen and prepare yourself to move through them. You've got to be willing to experience the highs and the lows that come with progress. You know, allow yourself to feel the hard work, to feel the disappointment and realize like it doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't mean this is forever. It just means like in this moment, this is where you are. And if you can shift into instead of staying stuck, like here's where I am, I'm a failure, it's not working, I'm disappointed, all these things. If you can shift into, but here's where I'm going, but I'm one step closer to this, but I know I can try again. Like any 
slight shift you can make in where you're focusing and feel a little better, not from a like toxic positivity place, but just from a truthful, like listening to the stories you're trying to tell yourself and asking, are they true? is going to help you because expecting that you'll never fail or being so worried about failure that you never try, it would be like waking up and expecting that the sun is never going to go down. You would be devastated, right? You would be so upset. But we know like the world's going to keep spinning either way. Like the motion is there. So one, if you can keep moving through the failure, even when, you know, the sun goes down and you're feeling like it's that darker side, but you just keep showing up for yourself, it's easier to keep making progress. But if it felt really bad and you're like, what's wrong? Like it's the end of the world. Every time the sun went down, it's going to be a much more stressful life. So realize experiencing failure is pretty much the same as the sun going down at the end of every day. And the sun's going to rise as well. You're going to experience failures. You're going to experience successes. And the more you can anticipate these, recognize which one of these maybe are the strongest for you, the easier it is going to be to take action. And if you are ready to take action this year, I would love to support you, whether it's in five-month one-to-one coaching where you get a more in-depth personalized experience, whether it's group coaching with that personal touch and with a personal plan and accountability and feedback, or whether it's just in my Lift Library workouts and mindset, you can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook anytime to find out details, to see what would be the best fit for you. And of course, I also always appreciate any of your comments if you found this helpful. Before we go, something that I am loving right now is just allowing myself to do a little less, to take a slower morning, to post a little less on Instagram, and to not let it mean anything, to not let it be like, oh, I'm ruining my business progress. I'm doing this. I'm not showing up. Like, we all have seasons. And if it's a season of going a little slower for yourself, that's fine. Let it be easy. So that is what I am loving right now. And I'm sure I will soon be in a season of wanting to post more, doing all of the things. But I'm just allowing myself to be in a slower season right now and feeling pretty good with it actually. So I will talk to you next week and I am wishing you an amazing week ahead. Thanks so much for listening to the real and uplifted show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening. And as always, if you especially enjoyed this episode, leaving a review or sharing with a friend is the kindest way to pass this on and uplift others. If you're curious about anything from today's episode and ready to move closer to your goals, make sure you check the show notes for some fun bonuses. And to continue the conversation, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook at Dorothy McGatlin. Talk to you soon.